Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be Tales of the Texas Rangers. Original air date is February 17th, 1952, and on this episode, a poor field hand is accused of murder, and he only has a snake for his alibi. The title of this episode is Cold Blood. Hope you enjoy, and again, thanks for listening. Before we bring you today's story of the Texas Rangers, let's talk a moment with Phil Harris and Alice Fay during a break in the rehearsal for today's Phil Harris, Alice Fay show. Thank you, Bill Foreman. You know, folks, I welcome this opportunity to talk with you about the great lineup of stellar entertainment in store for you this evening right here on NBC. Right after Tales of the Texas Rangers, Tallulah Bankhead will bring you all of her darling guest stars on the big show. And I know that she has some of your favorite entertainers with her today, and I hope you'll listen to the big show. And then right after Tallulah and her guests, it's time for my show, the show... Our show. You could be right. Our show, the uh, Phil Harris, Alice Faye show with Frankie Remley, Brother William, Julius Abruzio, and little Alice and Phyllis. And don't forget the theater guild on the air, Phil. That's right. Immediately following our show, you'll hear your favorite stars of Hollywood and Broadway in great plays on theater guild on the air. So we hope you'll stay tuned right here to NBC. Thank you, Phil Harris and Alice Faye. And now, here's today's adventure of the Tales of the Texas Rangers. of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. Another authentic reenactment of a case transcribed from the files of the Texas Rangers. and places in the following story are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. In just a moment, we return you to Tales of the Texas Rangers and today's thrilling episode starring Joel McRae. And now, from the files of the Texas Rangers, the case called Cold Blood. It is 7.30 on the night of April 22nd, 1935. In a shack in a poor section of Lundy, an East Texas town, a young widow feeds her baby. As the room goes dark, she gets up and crosses to an oil lamp on the table. Now you hush, honey. Don't you be crying. We'll have us a nice bright light in just a minute. There. You see, honey? I told you I'd get rid of the shadow. Who's there? It's Eli, Nelly. Open up, quick. Eli. What you 
going off the farm on a weeknight. Don't stand talking, Nellie. Let me in. Lock it. Lock the door. Eli, you're hurt. You got yourself in trouble, ain't you? Let me sit down. I got a wrist. A wrist. Nellie, put out the light. All right, Eli. What kind of trouble are you in? I run all the way from the farm. All the way. I'm your sister, Eli. I got a right to know what kind of trouble. Nellie, I... I'm scared, Nellie. I'm scared bad. Oh, honey, don't. You sit right there. I'm going to get some water. I'll wash the blood off your face. Don't like the lamp. Don't you worry. There's some light from the street. I see pretty good in the dark anyhow. Hush, baby. I'm busy now. And this will hurt some, Eli. There. You're a good sister, Nellie. You always was a good sister. Oh, still. You going to tell me about it? She's dead. Yes, who? Mr. Dean, say I kill her. He come down to my shack. Say Miss Dean dead and I kill her. Say my coat was in the room where she's dead. He beat me, Nellie. You fight him? No. He's all right. I tripped him. He fell on the floor and I run away. All the way from the farm I run. Eli, you ought to go to the shack. I can't. You know that. I go into town. I know. I know. I gotta hide fast. What good is that gonna do? They'll get you. They'll get you sure. I got to hide. A few days they don't find me, maybe I can get out of the state. Then they'll never find oh, me. Oh, they'll find you. Where are you figuring on hiding? You know that old shack in the swamp? Place we used to play when we were kids? It ain't good enough. They'll find you sure. But you're running. You gotta hide, and you gotta have food. Nelly. Uh-huh. There's something you ain't asked me yet. Well, look, here's a lump of bread and some smoked meat. It ain't much. But it'll keep you going, Spell. Nellie, you ain't asked me if I did kill Miss Dean. I don't have to ask, Eli. You're my brother, and that's all I need to know. You're a good sister. If you're going to hide, you better get out of here. Yeah, they'll see you looking for more. Let them come. They ain't going to hear nothing from me. You be careful, Eli. You be awful careful. I will. Maybe when I get away, I can write you. Let you know where I am. You don't write me nothing. You hear nothing. Let me look out, sir. Go ahead now. So long. So long. God bless. <laughs> Sheriff was notified by Ralph Dean, a farmer, that his wife had been murdered. He hurried to the scene of the crime and then requested assistance from the Texas Rangers. Shortly past 10 p.m., Rangers Jace Pearson and Clay Morgan arrived at the Dean farmhouse. The sheriff met them at their car. Howdy, Sheriff. Well, howdy, boy. Howdy. Body's in the bedroom. I left everything just like it was. Her husband's still around? Yeah. He was going to take off, but I figured you'd want to talk to him. He's waiting in the front room now. Come on. Where do you want to take off for? Hey, you know how he is, Jace. Dean says it was his hired hand killed his wife. He's boiling mad. He wants to go out looking for the boy himself. What's the hired hand's name? Eli Wilbur. Been the dean there five years. We haven't been able to locate him since the murder. Uh, Ralph? Uh, Ralph, this is Ranger Pearson and Ranger Morgan. How do, Mr. Dean? Sorry to hear about your wife. Yeah. Glad you're here, Rangers. Maybe you can talk some sense into the sheriff. Now you look here, Ralph. You look here, Sheriff. I told you when I called you, Eli Wilbur killed my wife. What are you waiting for? Why ain't you got a posse out tracking him down? Because I'm handling this my own way, Ralph. Your way. Man, be panting around like this. Well, he's probably miles away by now. He's got to be killed, I tell you. Just the way he killed my wife. If he's guilty, we'll get him. You'll get him. I'm telling you one thing, Sheriff. If that boy ain't taken care of, I'm going to see to it. You ain't elected again. Listen here, Ralph. You ain't taking threats from you to nobody else. Well, Just you... a minute, both of you. Sheriff, take Clay into the bedroom where he can have a look at the body. 
I want to ask Mr. Dean a few questions. All right, Jake. Right through here, Clay. Yeah. What makes you think Eli killed your wife, Mr. Dean? Hey, I know. His coat's in there, isn't it? Ripped in half, pieces still in Nezzle's hand. She, she must... Ethel, she's dead. She's dead, Ranger. What time did you find your wife's body? Oh, about six. When I come in from the fields, and went out pulling stumps till then. Wasn't Eli with you? No. He played sick today. Well, I don't mean no one Did Eli come into the house often? Of course not. Only when I called him. Thanks, Mr. Dean. That'll be all for now. You're going to get the sheriff to organize that posse? That won't be necessary. And I'm going to organize one of my own. I've got these friends here. That boy ain't going to get away with this. We're going to catch him and... You let us handle this. We'll get the person who killed your wife. All right, Ranger. There's no law against taking a little trip into the swamps to hunt gators, is there? Take my advice, Mr. Dean. Don't interfere with the law. that coat she's holding, there's not much in the way of evidence. The coat belongs to Boyle, all right. I'd say it looks mighty bad for him. He can't get far away. We'll put out a bulletin on him. If he's gone into those swamps, all the bulletins in the world ain't going to do no good. Has he got any relatives in town? A sister, Nellie Johnson. My deputy was there early this evening. He wouldn't tell him nothing. Don't believe you'll get much information from her. We'll try our luck anyhow. Come on, Clay. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He was here. When? 
About 7.30, just after he run from the farm. Why to run away? He found out Miss Dean was dead, and he was scared of Mr. Dean, and scared the people in town do something to him. You know where he is now? Yes, sir. Hiding in the shack in the swamp. Place we call old Marcuson's shack. Oh, please, Mr. Ranger. Don't let nothing happen to Eli. Don't let nothing happen to him. Don't worry, Nellie. We'll see Eli gets a fair deal all the way through. By the way, how'd he get hurt? Hurt? Well, he must have been bleeding when he came here. How'd it happen? You won't tell Mr. Dean I told you? Just tell us how it happened, Nellie. Well, sir, Mr. Dean come after Eli. Say he killed Miss Dean. He beat Eli. Make Eli's face bleed. All right, Nellie. Thanks. You know, Jay, she might have been telling the truth about how Eli got hurt. But it could be Mrs. Dean scratched him while they were struggling. I don't think so. There would have been skin under her fingernails, and there wasn't. But if Dean did beat up Eli, it means he saw him after the murder. Uh-huh. He did. It's something you forgot to tell me. Uh-huh. Well, maybe we ought to have another talk with you. We will, after we pick up Eli. Find out how to get the moccasin shot. <laughs> The sheriff wasn't in his office, but his deputy told us how to reach the shack Nellie had described. We drove to the edge of town, unloaded our horses from the trailer, and rode toward the swamp. We reached it about nine that morning and started in. Shouldn't be far now, Jase. There's the three oaks and the willow the deputy told us about. Uh-huh. Shack ought to be about a hundred yards in from here. Not exactly the kind of place I'd like to spend a vacation. Well, I never heard anybody advertising it as a resort, but... Ooh, Sergeant, ooh. Play, listen. Sounds like we're not the only ones out after Eli this morning. Yeah, I can Dean didn't take my advice after all. Let's get going. That could mean a lot of trouble. At least they don't seem to know where Eli is. Let's hope we do. We've got a hunch Nellie was telling the truth. If Eli hasn't heard those dogs and taken off deeper into the swamp, we ought to find him. It won't take us long to know. Hey, that's a shack. Oh, bull charges. Oh, there. Oh. There, the show's place. He's got to make a break. Yeah. Looks empty, Jay. Yeah. I thought it was at first, too. Huh? This piece of rotten flooring. All right, Eli. Come up out of there. You rained it. Thank God. Oh, thank God. Well, I'll be under the floorboard. Please, please, don't let them get me, please. Nobody's going to get you, Eli. They're coming back to town with they us. Get me. They won't listen to nothing I got to say. I hear them the whole night. They got dogs. Crawl up, Eli. Yes, sir. Please don't let them hurt me. They want to kill me. I know they want to kill me. Don't worry. If anybody's going to get you, you'll have to get us first. In just a moment, we will continue with Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. None of us would knowingly betray our country or endanger our loved ones and homes. Yet, each of us betrays all these when we are tolerant of or don't fight back at group prejudice. When we stand for such hate, we're doing the very thing that communists want us to do. They'd like to see us divided. Christian against Jew, white neighbor against colored neighbor, or native born against foreign born. If our enemies could divide all the small groups that make up this country... Then we would be weak and could be easily overcome. Now, as probably never before, we need to be united. 
as an example to our allies who look to us for hope, and as a warning to our enemies that we are truly a united States of America. Work for understanding. Accept or reject people on their individual worth. Refuse to listen to or spread rumors against a race or religion. Speak up, wherever you are, against prejudice. And now, back to Tales of the Texas Rangers. We continue now with Tales of the Texas Rangers and our authentic story, Cold Blood. We got Eli out of the shack and onto my horse. As we started for town, we could hear the sound of dogs and men getting closer. When we reached solid ground and came into a clearing, we saw them ranged across the path we had to take. There were eight of them on horses with Dean at their head. A group of men was silent as we stopped at the edge of the clearing. 30 yards away from them. They look pretty mean, Jason. They're all armed. They're going to get me. I know they're going to get me. Take it easy, Eli. What do you say, Jason? We'll go through. Walk your horse slow and don't say anything unless they speak to us. Eli? Yes, sir. There's a fight and something happens to our horse. Stay close to me. Yes, sir. You reckon they'll be crazy enough to try anything? Won't be long till we find out. Keep up, Jackie. Since we all met out here, have a nice, friendly talk. I'm glad you mentioned it, because I want to have a talk with you. Right now, I'm a little busy. Yeah. Got yourself a prisoner, I see. We didn't do so good in our hunt. Overnight at it, and we're empty-handed. Too bad. If you and your friends would get out of the way, we'd like to get our man back to town. I bet you would. Wonder how it would be if we helped you. Be a shame if he got away after you took so much trouble getting him. We'll manage. All right, Ranger. Open up there for the Rangers, boys. Thanks. I meant what I said about that talk. We'll be out to see you this afternoon. Sure. Anytime. And Ranger. Yeah? Just make sure that boy there gets the kind of trial he deserves. I believe he will. Now. <laughs> It was past noon when we got Eli back to town and into a cell. He was still scared, but recovered enough to eat a good-sized meal. At one o'clock, we went up to question him. Sheriff led Clay and me along to the cell block. Well, one thing, Jase, you can be sure Eli's going to get all the attention we can give him. He's the only prisoner we got now. Yeah, it's probably better that way. Don't know what Dean his gang might try. Oh, damn. Clay told me you had a little trouble on the way in, but I don't expect him to try much now. Bunch of blow hard. No, the same. I wouldn't like to have been Eli if they had caught him out in that swamp. Yeah, that's different. But here in the lockup, me and my deputies on the job. Yeah, I'll be down the corridor. Holler when you want me. Thanks, Sheriff. Hello, Eli. You feel better now? Yes, sir. Much better. Not so scared now. Good. We just want to ask you a few questions. Yes, sir. Eli, did you kill Mrs. Dean? No, sir. Your coat was found in her hand. Mr. Ranger, I don't know how come my coat got in Mr. Dean's hands, but I didn't kill it. Did you tell Mr. Dean you were sick yesterday afternoon? Sick? No, sir. I've never been sick a day in my life. Mr. Dean said that you told him you were. Wonder how come he said that? He knowed I wasn't sick. Sent me out in the field with the mule, told me to pull stumps. And you went out there? 
Yes, sir. I was out there all afternoon. Come in toward evening. Mr. Dean with you? No, sir. He stayed in to the house. Said Miss Dean, she don't feel so good. She didn't sound like she was sick, though. How do you mean? I come up to the house after lunch to find out what I got to do the rest of the day. I hear Miss Dean talking pretty loud to Mr. Dean. Did you hear what she was saying? No, sir. I don't listen much no more. Miss Dean, she always speaks right sharp to Mr. Dean. Uh-huh. Eli, when did you see Mr. Dean last? When he come to my shack after I come in from the field. Why'd he come to see you? Because Miss Dean was dead. Mr. Dean say I'd done it. He wouldn't listen to nothing. I didn't kill Miss Dean. I swear I didn't. Did anybody else see you out in the field yesterday afternoon? Well, no, sir. Don't reckon nobody did. Eli, were you working all afternoon? Yes, sir. I was working the whole... No, sir. I forgot. I quit once. Once. What for? I stopped to kill me a rattler. You what? There was a big rattler curled up in the sun next to a stump. I didn't see him till the mules squealed. Then I picked up a rock and let fly. Killed him right off. Did you leave the snake line where you killed him? Yes, sir. I got no use for no rattler dead or alive. Eli, this is important. I want you to tell me exactly where you killed that rattlesnake. Well, sir, it was someplace in Mr. Dean's North Field. But so much happened since yesterday, I don't recollect just where. Reckon we'll have to stage our own private snake hunt. Uh-huh. Some folks say it's bad luck to kill a rattler, Mr. Reed. Feels like mine's already started. Don't worry, Eli. Killing that rattler might bring you more good luck than anything you ever did. found the dead rattler where Eli said he'd kill it, in Dean's North Field. We took the remains of the snake with us, figuring our lab could tell us approximately how long it had been dead. Then we decided to call our hand with Dean, but he wasn't home. We headed for town. It was 5.20 when we pulled up in front of the sheriff's office. He was standing outside. I could tell something was wrong even before he reached the truck. Hey, hey, I, I was just going to call your headquarters and have him get you fellas on the radio. What's wrong? Somebody just broke in the jail. They took Eli away. Holy. Who was it, Sheriff? That's just it, Jason. I don't know. I'd swear it was Ralph Dean and his bunch, but I don't know. Well, how did it happen? Well, everything was quiet. There, there wasn't even nothing you could feel in town like you sometimes can. I went home for supper and left my deputy here. They broke in then? Yep. Got my deputy just he was coming down from taking Eli's supper. Slugged him and got the keys. <laughs> oh, I never should have left. And you couldn't have known. The thing we've got to do now is somebody awful excited about it. Why, Attorney Matthews. I've been trying to call Well, what is it, Ernie? Because my brother's... That boy had not dead. Yeah, what about him? I got him. Who? Got nothing but scum. Ralph Dean, the rest of his car. <laughs> crazy, Sheriff. I'm crazy. Where were they heading? I don't know. I was out cutting wood back in my place, home riding past. Got the boy. They're crazy. They going away from town past your place? Yeah, yeah. Probably Graham Woods, Jason. Come on, Sheriff. Show us where it is. <laughs> the Sheriff drove ahead and we followed. When we got as far as we could by road, we unloaded the horses and the Sheriff pointed out Graham Woods. Clay and I started out. Five minutes later, we were entering the woods. It's getting dark as we picked up the trail. Black team to lead right into the woods, Jason. Yeah. Hope we're not too late. At least we won't have any trouble getting the ones that did it. That's not enough. We gotta save that boy's life. Oh! Over there, to the left. Yeah. Get up. We ride in as close as we can and make the rest of it on foot. Wouldn't it be faster if we went all the way on horses? Yeah. yeah. If they hear us coming, they'll kill Eli and take off before we get there. They're probably too busy to hear anything. They won't take the chance. We'll have to be close enough. We'll move we'll back. Thanks, Len. Go easy, Clay. Yeah. Please listen to me. I didn't kill Miss Dean. You gotta listen to me. All right, Jason. Like the boys want you to have your last thing, right? All right. Go ahead. 
Uh-huh. What are you waiting for, Eli? You wanted to talk? We're listening. I know it ain't no use, Mr. Dean. But I tell you again, I didn't kill Mr. Dean. Why was your coat going in my wife's hand? I don't know, Mr. Dean. I'm sorry. Your coat was in her hands and you ran away. Mr. Dean! I'm sorry. That's enough for me. What about you, boy? Don't kill me! Don't kill me! You got your rope ready? Please! Please. All right, Please. put him on the horse. No! Let's take him play. Right, wait. Hold it. All of you. Drop those guns. I said drop those guns. That's better. Now all of you stay where you are. I'm tired of Eli's play. Get him down off that horse. Right. All right, Ranger. You stopped it. What for? He's gonna die anyhow. He never had a chance to prove his innocence, Dean. He's a murderer, ain't he? He killed my wife. I'm not so sure of that. You found his coat in Ethel's hands. What more do you want? It could be Eli didn't leave that coat. What are you talking about, Ranger? Let me see your hands, Dean. What for? Let me see them. No, the back. How'd you get those bruises on your knuckles? Well, they're from pulling stumps yesterday. You sure they didn't get bruised from beating up Eli? You're crazy. I never beat him up. Maybe you waited till Eli came in from work, accused him of killing your wife, beat him up, and let him get away so you could get your gang of hoodlums after him. That's a lie. I never seen Eli. I was working in the fields all afternoon. Alone. Eli says he was the only one working in the fields yesterday. Oh, he does, eh? Well, whose word are you going to take? Mine? Wait a minute, Dean. We might be able to prove Eli was in the fields. Oh. He said he killed a rattlesnake. We found it where he said it would be. If our lab says it was killed yesterday afternoon, it's pretty good proof. You trying to railroad me? You know better than that. But you've got to prove where you were yesterday afternoon. What I got to prove anything for? Because if you don't, you've got a murder charge against you for killing your wife. You hear that, boys? You're going to stand here and let him take sides against us? The only side I'm taking is the law of Texas. Come on. We're going back to town. I ain't going nowhere. I said come on. You ain't taking me. No. Get up, Bean. All right, the rest of you. Come on, stop moving. Go. Get up. You're going to get something you tried to keep Eli from having. A fair trial. Go on. Eli? Yes, sir? You walk with me. Yes, sir. just a moment, we will tell you the results of the case you have just heard. There's fine entertainment every day right here on the NBC Radio Network. Monday through Friday, you'll find interesting daytime programs on this station, too. There's fun with Walter O'Keefe as he quizzes his contestants on Double or Nothing. Listen, and you'll find this one of the funniest programs on the air. And make it a note to hear the program of the heart, Strike, a, strike It Rich. You'll hear people from all over the country on Strike It Rich and on Welcome Travelers, too. Maybe your neighbors will be the next guests on these fine programs, so keep listening every day, Monday through Friday, on NBC. In the Mad and Merry department, we bring you the Ralph Edwards Show on most NBC stations. Listen as Ralph plays Truth or Consequences with his contestants and brings you enjoyable listening. And Dave Galloway brings you 15 minutes of music and humor each weekday. It's all for fun and fun for all when you tune to NBC Daytime Radio. So make it a day to brighten your household chores with a fine program sent your way every day on this station of the NBC Radio Network. And now, back to Tales of the Texas Rangers.
And now, here are the results of the case you have just heard. Laboratory investigation of the rattlesnake upheld Eli Wilder's story. Faced with this and other evidence, Ralph Dean confessed to killing his wife after a violent quarrel over money. The seven men who assisted the attempted lynching were tried before a jury of citizens of their own county and given prescribed jail terms. Dean, convicted of murder, was sentenced to life imprisonment at Huntsville. Next week, Joe McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. included Tony Barrett, Vivian Baber, Bob Davis, Parley Bear, Herb Ellis, and Bill Johnstone. Technical advisor was Captain M.T. Lone Wolf Gonzalez of the Texas Rangers. This story was transcribed and adapted by Charles E. Israel, and the program was produced and directed by Stacy Keach. Hal Gibney speaking. Next, the big show brings you drama, comedy, and music on NBC. This has been a presentation of otrwesterns.com, and we hope you enjoyed. Please take some time to like and rate our shows in your favorite podcast application. Follow us on Facebook by going to otrwesterns.com slash Facebook. Join in the conversation by going to otrwesterns.com slash Discord. And don't forget to send us an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. This episode is copyright under the attribution, not commercial, share like copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright. Have a great day, and again, thanks for listening.